Okay, welcome to another episode. This is going to be aggression part three. So aggression part one, we talked about aggression, what aggression actually was, and came to the conclusion based on looking at three different sources. Uh, one of these sources being a, a very reliable authority in his field for sure. And just plain, simple, common sense, you know, aggression is just a violent action that could be just a strategy to deal with a bunch of different types of situations. Now, how you expand from that, you know, that could be normal, abnormal, uh, it could even be pathological, that's, you know, your more very, very rare cases. But normally, you're looking at aggression as being a normal behavior, normal strategy. Um, and again, if you want to look at, if you want to go more in depth into what aggression is, I made an entire episode on that just two episodes ago. And the previous episode, I talked about aggression part two, uh, where uh, I kind of break it down a little bit more. And uh, you know, and then I talk about fear potentially being the source as it is claimed all across the industry, right? It is claimed that fear is the source of all aggression. So in the previous episode, I talk about that and I talk about how much of that is true, how much of that is not entirely true. So again, more details on that. This episode, I want to focus more on how to, you know, quote unquote, fix it, how to address the aggression. Okay, so if you are just listening to this episode, I would suggest listening to the two previous episodes, part one and part two of aggression. I'm going to give you a more complete idea of what, what I'm going to be talking about now. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm still going to be going over how to fix it, how to address the aggression, a very common topic of concern in the dog training industry, okay? A lot of people struggle with this one. A lot of pet owners struggle with this one. And I'm going to go over how to address this, okay? But first, just remember, I gotta pitch my products. So make sure you uh, sign up for my, uh, you know, sign up for the podcast. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, that is. Make sure you share the podcast. If you like one of these episodes, share it. It really helps me out. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I got probably like hundreds of videos on there on different topics from protection training to uh, pet obedience, competitive obedience, um, a bunch of stuff. Uh, obviously, go to the Instagram and the Facebook platforms as well. Follow me on there. Doctoring is my passion for a bunch of stuff, informational stuff. And a bunch of funny, funny, funny memes on dog training. Now, um, let's talk about this, okay? How to address aggression. So the common thing is a common question. This big, big thing is how do we fix the aggression? Now, let's stop for a moment and let's, let's talk about this. Fixing, the word fixing implies something is wrong, right? Fixing implies something is broken. Now think about that, okay? Why would I want to fix a strategy that helps the individual? Okay, think about this. 
Now, before you make up your mind about what this episode is going to be about, just think about this. Okay, we've determined it is rational, it is perfectly normal and acceptable for every single species to have the built-in strategy of aggression to preserve itself, to survive, okay, to uh, to to coexist with its uh, with its environment. It is perfectly normal. If an animal didn't show aggression, it would probably cease to exist, or it would live a very very difficult life. Like even your even your tamest animals show aggression. Okay, look at your prey animals. Your prey animals. You know, you look at birds, you look at um, um, rabbits, okay? Everything basically has aggression built in to live, to preserve itself, and to deal and with cope, to cope with its environment. So aggression is, it's, it's normal. It's, it's perfectly acceptable for an animal to show aggression in the right set of circumstances. So now I'm talking about normal aggression, obviously. Okay, so let's let's I really want you to think about this to say let's fix aggression implies that aggression is a bad word. There's something wrong with it. Now, I know I know we're, we're talking about dogs. We're not talking about wild animals here. We're talking about domesticated animals. They live in our homes. Uh, so I'm not I'm only five minutes into this episode. So I'm not saying, hey, let, forget about it. It's just normal. You're going to have to deal with it. But I want you to really think about this, okay? So what I do when I when I look at aggression is rather than immediately jump on the dog's throat and go, what what is wrong with you? We need to fix this. We need to figure out every possible way to address this. Rather than jump to that conclusion, first I want to know what what are you using this for? Like what's how is this strategy helping you out? Then I go into a little bit more detail. Now I think, okay, I mean, if it is acceptable, then I'm not going to fix the aggression. If it is acceptable, I need to maybe look at what what's triggering it. If you tell me your dog is showing aggression and you want me to fix it, and I determine that the reason your dog is showing aggression is because your other dog is harassing it, because your other dog keeps taking its food away from it, because your other dog is is constantly like stalking it and bullying it. Okay, this happens by the way. Okay, people people with multiple dogs sometimes they target the wrong dog. They go, oh, this dog is just aggressive. When in reality, that's the one dog that is being bullied and it's just using aggression as a strategy. Okay, I'm not saying that's the only reason it happens, but I have seen that happen. But if that is the case, and I'm gonna look at this and go, okay, what 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 is it that you're getting out of this? What's the What's the reason for this strategy? What's what's this accomplishing? Now, if I determine that it is the environment that is that is uh, th- that is triggering this this response, then I need to educate the owner and go. Okay, uh, you know this is the reason why your dog is showing this aggression. Okay, it's your dog, your other dog. Is harassing this dog, or it could be your children are harassing your dog. I've seen and I've heard of this happen. My wife has a friend several years ago that they just kept going through dogs, and the reason they kept going through dogs is because 
they had a, a young child that just had no boundaries with dogs. So these dogs would just constantly do all kinds of things to these dogs that the owners deemed cute and adorable and acceptable. So constantly my wife would show me these pictures of her friend uh, taking pictures of her, of her child on top of the dog, hugging the dog, squeezing the dog. And one of those times eventually was bound to happen we found out that the dog bit the child. So what they did is they got rid of the dog. They got rid of the dog. Uh, I believe they put the dog down because the dog bit the child. And then months later, they got another dog. So they got another dog and the same thing started to happen. They started to um, take those cute pictures again. Now the child is a little bit older, but now the child did not have any sense of boundaries. My wife did talk to her okay my wife did address this to her and all she got in return was basically you don't know what you're talking about right it's adorable this this woman was getting a lot of support from her friends and her family saying oh my god that's adorable yes dogs and children are just are great friends and what happened you guessed it that second dog also bit that child okay and they got rid of the dog the dog got put down I know that second dog for sure got put down. And so now if, if you're looking at that and you know, if you bring me that dog, that's your dog and you're telling me about this, I'm going to tell you, you know, your dog's response was probably, and I'm saying probably because I didn't work with these people. I'm just, I'm just going off of, you know, the, uh, like the, 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 I'm just like the third party here. I'm not, I, I didn't work with them. I didn't talk to them. So I'm going off of the, you know, the, the timeline of how this was happening. Obviously, if I'm, if I'm getting more detail and I do definitely determine the child is the cause of the aggression, then I'm going to tell you, hey, you know, your dog's response is perfectly normal. What needs to change is your child. Your child needs to learn better, better ways to communicate with that dog. You need to impose more boundaries on that child because it doesn't matter how many dogs you get. At some point, you're going to get this, right? But in that instance, you, you, to say that you want to fix the aggression would be very unreasonable because that would mean you want to take away that dog's coping mechanism for dealing with this type of environment but let's say it's a different case let's say the uh, maybe the child doesn't even touch the dog and the dog's bouts of aggression happen to be a little bit more unwarranted uh, they happen maybe more frequently uh, then okay then now we're dealing with aggression that is um, you know a little bit more on the you know maybe not so much a, a, a coping mechanism for, for its environment, maybe not so much as a strategy to deal with its environment, uh, but maybe now it's, it's something that, that definitely needs to be addressed, okay? So I'm gonna look at that dog and I'm gonna go, okay, it could be a number of reasons why. I'm not gonna go over every single reason why in this episode, I don't, I mean, that would take forever. Um, and if and if I do go over all of those details in this one episode, this episode is going to last forever. And then, you know, you're going to lose interest at the 20 minute mark anyway. 
that's usually about how long my attention span is. So I want to keep it nice and short. But anyway, so it could be a multitude of reasons as to why the dog could be acting aggressive in a different case. Now to say, okay, we need to fix this, then now we can be a little bit more, uh, now we have a little bit more, more room here, more wiggle room. Give you an example. If I have a dog, if I have a client that tells me my dog is acting aggressive and this is the aggression okay the aggression is somebody knocks on the door he loses his mind if somebody comes in he's gonna bite them um, so now we have a dog that is displaying potentially potentially territorial aggression not necessarily but it could be um, you know just because somebody knocks on the door and comes in and the dog barks that doesn't automatically qualify as territorial it can be but it doesn't necessarily qualify as such but let's just say that that's happening. Now I can go, okay, so your dog is responding in an aggressive manner due to this thing that is happening in the environment. Okay, good, but um, again, we're looking at this as, does this make sense? I could say, yes, this kind of makes sense. Okay, uh, so if it makes sense, it is a strategy. Okay, for that animal, for that dog, it is a strategy. Um, and it is built in some dogs. A lot of dogs and now rather than me saying okay we're going to fix it rather what I'm going to say is we're going to uh, we're going to give it a different strategy okay we're going to um, give it maybe a different strategy to to uh, keep it either occupied or to convey to the animal hey dude you don't need to do that okay like I could tell that dog, don't do that, okay? I can definitely communicate this with that dog, provided that I have a good relationship and a very consistent set of communication. Um, communication um, uh, ways with this animal, right? So if, if I can communicate with this dog and I'm consistent with it, and there's definitely a relationship, relationship here, then yes, I can convey to that animal, hey dude, that is unwarranted. We, we do not do that. We're gonna knock that off, okay? And on top of that, I can give it a different strategy. That different strategy could be, hey dude, I know you get mad, you get angry, go to your place, okay? Go to your place, hang, hang out on your place. Personally, I, I kinda like that. I like my dog being a little bit sharp when somebody not, somebody's knocking on the door, okay? Um, yes, it's nice to have a friendly dog that you don't have to worry about your guests getting bit, but I like my dogs a little sharp when somebody is at the door. Not something I particularly enjoy if I'm not expecting anybody. So uh, when my dog gets a little bit sharp, I'm like, hey, dude, thank you. <laughs> All right. But I also don't want my dog scratching my door. I don't want my, my dog to be a liability. If I do have a guest coming in, I don't want my guest to feel uncomfortable. I don't want my guest to get bit. Uh, this, this does become an inconvenience. But what I can tell my dog is, dude, hey, be angry from your place bed. And I can do that, and I have done that. Okay, I've done this with clients' dogs, and I've done this with my dog. So I can tell you it's a great strategy. What I'm letting that dog know is, I know you're pissed, okay? Uh, do it from your bed. And now if I do have, you know, a, 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 like a crew that needs to work on the house, this has happened. I don't know these people, right? 
construction crew are uh, working on something in the house. Um, I'm okay with my dog being pissed right there on this place. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of edging myself. I don't know these people. Um, and, uh, and now my dog is just very keeping an eye on them. I mean, from the moment they come in and he's just angry and pissed off, like at the very edge of his place bed, just waiting for that release to launch. Now, depending on you, like you might think that's terrible. That's a liability. Um, I particularly, I'm fond of it. So I don't see a problem with it. My dog has really solid, solid obedience. So, um, all the times that I've had this happen, I've never had my dog, um, you know, break without me telling him free. So, uh, to me, it's not an issue, right? But let's say it's a different thing. Let, let's say it's not territorial. Let's say it's fear, right? Fear motivated. So if it is fear motivated, right? And maybe my dog is not like angry and pissed and, and, um, and that's why he's just wanting to tear these people up as soon as they come in. But maybe my dog is more um, very nervous. And so the knocking on the door suddenly triggers like an alarm bark. Oh my God, there's somebody here type of, type of, uh, type of behavior. Now dog person comes in. Now this dog is barking, 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 uh, backing away, barking, barking, barking. Uh, again, we have now a, another strategy. Well, the dog is letting us know I am very uncomfortable with this person coming in. And I'm gonna show teeth, and I'm gonna do everything I can to try to convince this person that I am nothing. I'm I'm not to be messed with. I'm nothing to be messed with. And look at my teeth. Look at how ugly I am. Please go away, right? Um, so if I do determine that it is that that you know that the strategy is, man, like I just want you to go away, then maybe I can address it as counter conditioning. This is just an example, okay? I'm using the knocking on the door, people coming in because it's a common one. So I could look at this and go, let's give you a different, a different coping mechanism here. Okay, I could still tell you what to do. I could still redirect your, your behavior to something else. But maybe I could also work on counter conditioning. Uh, maybe I can address your, your, uh, your unreasonable fear of somebody coming in and grabbing you and doing stuff to you. Uh, maybe I can address that that in that manner. Okay, again, I'm looking at it as what's the coping? I mean, what's the strategy? I mean, you're using it as a strategy. What what are you trying to deal with? Can we give you a different strategy to deal with that? Can we clarify any misunderstandings? Okay. Now, if I have a, a dog that just charges at people when I'm walking it outside. Again, I, I might go, okay, what's the strategy? Look, I'm, I, might do, I might do some counter conditioning if it is fear motivated. But I could also go, dude, don't do that. We're, we're not doing that, okay? Um, let's do something else instead. Let's focus on heal instead. And I have worked with clients like that too, where their dogs, I remember this one client, her dog, just big dog and, and the clients were elderly, right? They were not uh, they were not in their prime, but the dog was a big freaking dog. The dog had already bit a child in their neighborhood. It had bit um, one of their guests. Uh, the dog had um, just just had aggression towards anything, basically anything that moved. 
and um, they took the dog to this dog trainer. They spent thousands of dollars. The trainers didn't help them, didn't help the dog at all. And the dog ended up biting one of their trainers. So now the dog accumulated a, an additional bite history. And the dog was just as bad as it was when they dropped it off. And, and the trainers told them, yeah, we can't, we can't fix your dog. Your dog, uh, you know, your dog's just never going to change. So what I did is I came along, I helped them out. And I told them, you know, we don't need to change your dog. Okay, whatever reason that might be, we don't need to change who he is. We can give him a different strategy instead. So rather than, rather than try to fix it, and I believe that's what, what was wrong with the trainers that they went to, they were trying to fix it. And of course, thousands of dollars later, they couldn't fix it because to this dog, this strategy was perfectly acceptable. So why would he, why would he change that? Like you're telling, trying to tell that dog, hey, dude, change that strategy. You know, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's let's get rid of this strategy, and uh, and let's convince you that that everything is great. And I was like, no, you can't convince me of that. I'm I'm perfectly okay with this with, with this as a strategy to deal with with uh, with my situation here. So all I did is I told them, hey, we don't need to fix it. We don't need to change it. We're just gonna keep the dog occupied on something else. And we're basically going to tell them that's unacceptable, okay? So what we did is rather than just hammer into the dog and go, hey, that's unacceptable, that's unacceptable, that's unacceptable, rather than just focusing on that, we told that dog, dude, don't change. You can hate people, you can hate dogs, and you can hate children, but we're going to teach you a very solid heel, okay? So you're going to have to focus on the heel, and uh, you know, and we used uh, we used that as a way of letting that dog know, hey man, when you come out for a walk, your job is not to you know to to go, I hate you and I hate you and I'm gonna bite you. Your job is to just focus on the walk. Okay, we're gonna keep you keep you occupied. We're gonna interrupt those bouts of aggression. We're going to interrupt that moment you focus on something to get ugly. We're going to interrupt it and we're going to give you something else to do. We did that over and over and the dog did so much better, way, way better than, than, the, than what the previous trainers told them would happen. They, the previous trainers completely flat out gave up on, on, the, on the dog, gave up on the clients and didn't even bother to give them their money back. Okay, just flat, I mean, the dog did not, this really upsets me about the industry. There is so much incompetence in this industry, it is ridiculous how anybody could call themselves a dog trainer and not produce, not produce a single thing, but can still collect the paycheck. Like, where, where, what other industries does that happen? I guess it happens in other industries too, but these people, these trainers told them, yeah, so it turns out your dog bit one of our trainers uh, so there's that, and um, oh yeah, this is what they told them. Oh yeah, and by the way, yeah, we can't fix your dog, and uh, your dog will never be able to be walked again. And um, you know, your dog should just stay inside his whole life. You should have his own room. Dead serious, that dog had his own room, so that if they did have guests, that dog would just spend the entire day in his room and then they were told and for outdoor time 
you need to back tie him to your fence for about 15 minutes a day so he can enjoy some fresh air and then bring him inside. I was, I could not believe when they told me this. And, uh, you know, these people spend money that they didn't have to help their dog. And these jackasses not only not help their dog, but actually left them worse than when it was when they dropped them off. Now the dog had a bite history and no improvement and nothing to show for. Anyways, I'm, I'm kind of rambling a little bit and I'm ranting. So let's get back on topic. So all I did with that dog is we told him, you don't need to change. Okay, you can be pissed at everybody, but when we say heal, you're going to heal. Okay, and how did that work? That worked wonderfully. Uh, we had this dog healing with them, okay, with the elderly people. I wasn't even like the one doing it, I, I wasn't the one that, in like, oh, I'm gonna take over and, and I'm gonna train the dog, and now the dog listens to me because you know I, I impose the rules, so the dog now respects me. No, no, no. We had the dog do this with the client. The client did the walk. And when we did this on our final test, we had dogs, we had people, we had um, unplanned um, distractions. Like we had a lady with her stroller, her two babies in the stroller, and her dog in, you know, attached to her. And the dog was going crazy. And this dog, my client's dog, just kept healing. We took that responsibility away from that dog. Like, dude, you don't have to worry about that. You do not have to worry about that. We took that responsibility away from him. So anyway, yes, in some instances, you can go, we're not doing this. Okay, let's do this instead. In some instances, you can go, okay, can we, can we give you a different strategy? Uh, in some instances, we can go, can we address any misunderstanding that you have about this situation, okay? So you need to look at it that way. And in some instances, it's not the dog. In some instances, the dog is doing something perfectly acceptable and you need to address the environment. You need to address the external factor, right? So you have to be very careful with the term fixing because again, fixing automatically implies the dog is always wrong. Okay, another word that drives me up a freaking wall is this one, rehabilitation. How many times do you hear this in dog training? Rehabilitation, right? It's such a fancy word that sounds so cool, such so as rehabilitation. When do we rehabilitate? When rehab we rehabilitate when something is very bad, right? Like with humans, we go, we're going to do some rehabilitation. That means... Um, you know, maybe physically you need some rehab rehab work on your on your body, because it's it's it needs a lot of fix and it's a lot of uh, recoup. Um, we also rehabilitate severe uh, conditions or severe uh, addictions, right? Something is very wrong. So there's a, a a behavior pattern that needs to dramatically change. But in dogs, we go, okay, we we're gonna rehabilitate. Again, like that automatically implies there is something seriously wrong with your dog. There might not be anything wrong with your dog. If you get a Great Pyrenees, okay, if you're not familiar with that breed, if you get a Great Pyrenees, if you get a dog that is that has been bred to be territorial, okay, if you've been if if you get a dog that has been bred to be very sporty, very 
very um, um, you know very uh, very drivey, very sporty, uh, you know, and and you know not necessarily to be like a, a a team player necessarily. If you if you get a dog like that, okay, but let's go with the guardian of the flock with the Great Pyrenees example. If you get a dog that is that is particularly normally bred for territorial behavior there is there might not even be anything wrong with your dog it's just how it was wired genetically so what are you going to rehabilitate there okay rehabilitation uh, this word in this word rehabilitation puts all the responsibility on the dog it's really not always the case okay it's about understanding what is happening and understanding that aggression is a normal behavior in many instances. So we're going to wrap it up for this one um, for the moment. I believe I, I mean, I pretty much touched on the main things I wanted to, to go over. Just remember, fixing rehabilitation implies there is something wrong and there is nothing wrong with aggression. Okay, it can be perfectly normal. You just need to look at other factors, okay? Maybe we can't help the dog. Maybe we can't address the environment. Again, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel, the podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and I'll see you on the next episode.